0: This episode is brought to you by our Inductive Bible Studies for Children. If you've ever wanted to learn alongside your kids how to go through a text or scripture and study it in context, then you will love our Inductive Bible Studies. We have the Little Fishes Studies for grades K through 4, and then we have Self-Study Workbooks for grades 5 through 12. So no matter the ages in your home or homeschool, you can find a study for everyone. You can learn more and download free samples by going to 41more.com forward slash samples. Welcome to episode 159. Today we're chatting with best selling author and homeschool mom Katie J. Trent, and we're gonna chat about how we can creatively build up our children's character. We'll talk to Katie about the importance of being purposeful in our discipleship. Plus, she'll give us practical ideas for family faith building and character development. The show notes are at 41more.com forward slash 159, and you'll want to check them out because we will link to the resources we talk about with Katie, including her free 140 page family faith building bundle. And so you don't want to miss it head on over to the show notes at 41 more.com forward slash 159. Okay, here's my conversation with Katie J. Trent about creative character building ideas. Katie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much
1: for having me, Abby.
0: Yeah, let's let's kind of jump in. Some people have heard of you already. Some have not. But give us a little bit of flavor into your professional background, because I think it's kind of an interesting um, you come at homeschooling from an interesting perspective, I think. So tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually a licensed clinical social worker. I have my master's degree in social work, and I spent a number of years counseling children, teens, families, helping with all sorts of behavioral issues. And then I actually transitioned into elementary school counseling, and I did that for a year in a public elementary school before the Lord really convicted me about homeschooling and broke my heart um, for the system that I was seeing and what I wanted for my own kids. And so I actually quit my job. I was doing um, making the money in our family. My husband, we were in ministry and he was doing our first church plant. And so it was a big transition for our family, but we both knew that it was important and we knew we needed to make it a priority in our life. And so we flipped everything around to make it possible. Wow. How many years ago was that? That was, we've been homeschooling five years now. Okay. And at the time,
0: how old were your kids?
1: So my daughter was, she was three years old. She was actually in a Montessori preschool the year that I did elementary school counseling. And my son was just a baby at home with dad. And so she, we started her basically in a preschool and went through. Now she's just finished her third grade year.
0: Wow. So how would you describe your homeschooling style? Do you kind of pick a a label and go with it? Are you a mix of a lot of things?
1: I'm definitely eclectic. So I love pieces and parts of things. I love um, kind of the classical education model. We've been part of a classical homeschool program for a number of years. I love Charlotte Mason. I love even just like kind of that fun schooling, life schooling sort of a thing. We combine all sorts of different curriculum and we've definitely changed over the years. I think as you do this longer, you just kind of grow in who you are and you get more comfortable with the freedom and flexibility and don't feel so bound to the box Mm -hmm. and so we have really grown for sure and I love just being able to do what we want how we want and not worrying if i fit a box.
0: Yeah, i love that. That's that's kind of how we are too. And it changes i think as your kids change and they get older, you know, you just decide, oh, this isn't working anymore or whatever and you switch around. So that's really helpful. So exactly. you talk you talk a lot about faith building because you're you know, your passion is really to help families who want to raise kids to love the lord. So give us a little bit um, of insight into that and you know, why you're passionate about it and kind of what are we even talking about here? What does family faith building look like for you?
1: Yeah, so for me, I didn't grow up in a church. Uh, My parents came from different religious backgrounds. My husband's family, his dad was a pastor before he was born, um, but he grew up in a very like kind of strict religious, but not really living it at home, sort of an atmosphere that brought a lot of confusion for him. And so we both, when we came together, we didn't know the Lord. We weren't walking with him until we, I think we were 21 at the time that we really committed our lives, maybe 22 or 23 To the Lord. And we ended up in ministry pretty quickly, working with youth and then young adults, and obviously went into church planning. And so we've pastored for a number of years and combined that with my background in counseling. And I just saw so many broken families and so much chaos. And I really. The source was that that missing ingredient was Jesus. And when a family can build a strong foundation, a solid family life, and a solid faith together, where it's not about rules or religion, but really an intimate relationship that's woven into our days, that's where true transformation happens. That's where kind of the magic of family and relationships all come together. And for homeschooling, that is one of the greatest blessings of homeschooling is the ability to really pour into your kids and disciple them in the way that God has created them. I feel like the public education system really stifles the creativity and uniqueness of each individual child. And so that's something that I'm really passionate about. I want kids to grow into exactly who they were created to be and kind of be unleashed on the world just that way, right? Because they have so much to offer. And so when we can combine all those things in a family without, you know, like, I don't have time. You probably don't have time. We're busy. And I just couldn't wrap my mind around it being a box or a certain thing that we did. And so for us, like our faith is woven into every part of our day. And that has really blessed us. And I know a lot of other families that as they've started to incorporate these tools and techniques, they're growing as well. And we all want kids who, when they turn 18, don't say, oh, my parents dragged me to church and they made me do this. And it was so strict and religious and I want nothing to do with it, but we want them to have the tools and to love Jesus and to want to continue to live out their faith in that way.
0: You know, um, my husband is a pastor as well. So we've seen the ministry side of things. And I was just wondering, have you seen the importance of, you know, how like if families just rely on the church to teach their kids, but they're not doing it at home. They're not, you know, they're not talking about it at home. They're not discipling their kids. I think that's something that a lot of families don't realize. Like it's good to have your kids in church and have them in Sunday school or whatever the kids program is, but if
1: that's all it is that's not enough. Like it needs to be throughout the week. Have you seen that kind of dynamic play out? Absolutely. And I see it both, you know, in families and ministry. And also, like I said, the years I spent counseling, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had where if it's just at church, it's going to fail. Like a 80% fail rate. You are not going to have success in the area you want because your kids don't see you living your faith out. They just see a, a religious routine of something that you're doing, but when it's not, you know, when you're at home and you're praying together and God is answering those prayers, your kid can't deny that God is alive and active and moving in their life because they're seeing it lived out. And the more we bring our kids into that from a young age, the more natural it becomes just who they are and a truth that they experience instead of something they're told to do. So absolutely, I think it's so critical. And whether, regardless of whether you homeschool or not, parents have to really step up. And I think we see a generation where that hasn't happened, and we see the fruit of that generation where God is missing in everything, Mhm.
0: Yeah, and that does become apparent by the time they get to be teenagers. If they haven't had the discipleship as kids, it's going to be a lot harder when they're teens to start saying, "Okay, now you need to care, you know, we need you to care about your spiritual walk." It's like if you haven't like really made it a priority, it's going to be harder as they get older, I think. So. Absolutely.
1: It's not Um,
0: impossible, but it's definitely a harder road. That's right. That's right. So let's talk a little bit about character development. I know there's a lot of things you could do in homeschool to teach our kids about character development, but you have a fun resource to tell us about today and what would that be?
1: Yeah, so I actually wrote a book, it's called Dishing Up Devotions, 36 Faith-Building Activities for Homeschooling Families, and it is a beautiful, full-color, simple resource to work on character development as a family, and I really take that family approach, and we'll talk about that why in a minute, but in the book, it's 36 weeks, so you can kind of do it one week, you know, per one trait per week for homeschool, and each week starts with an encouraging devotion for mom, with a prayer and an affirmation, and then it gives you a quick, fun, simple family faith-building activity related to that character trait. So you guys can really say, as a family, we're committed to growing in this character trait, this biblical character trait. And then it's got something I call a baking buddy, which is really kind of like a script to make the recipe that you're going to make together into more of an object lesson and tie it in with scripture and the character trait and just make it a really fun experience as a family. And so I put all those things together because I really feel like character traits training has to be more about life transformation. I think there's a lot of curriculum and things that make it a little bit more rigid and focus more on that behavior, as I said. And I've just, again, with the counseling background, seen a lot of that attempts at behavior modification, but it can be a lot of pressure on kids and it can build a lot of resentment, you know, because... We, we feel like we're never attaining what we should be, right? We're never doing it just right, or we can't quite get it. So when you come at it from the approach of as a family, this is a value that we have, and this is something we're all growing in together, that really frees everybody to be able to say, we're not expecting perfection. If mom and dad are still struggling with this after all these years, it's okay that I'm not perfect at it. It's okay that it's going to be a daily walk. And so that has really made it a lot more fun, and easy to incorporate into your daily lives, pointing it out, you know, like if my child does something, you know, I'm like, Oh, thank you so much. You were really honest in that. I appreciate that. Or, wow, that was really great. You really showed us how patient you were in that situation. So you can learn to just kind of naturally do it throughout your day, instead of having to sit down and carve out a time.
0: Okay, so it's less of a rigid, like, We're going to sit and learn about this character trait. It's more of like applying
1: it. Is that a little bit of the flavor? Absolutely. It's 100% practical application in fun and meaningful ways. Because the other thing with character, if you can tie something Bible-based, character-based, and you can link it to a meaningful moment, that's where it really moves into the long-term memory and it sticks. So, for example, the first chapter, we talk about how to be set apart. And we talk about, you know, the difference between being set apart and kind of hiding yourself from the world. What does it mean to be a light, but not to conform to the world? And so you make cookies and you put two cookies on a tray together to say what happens when these cookies don't set themselves apart, they conform to each other you know, and the first time we were doing it together as a family, we're actually recording a video for the book. And my six year old son, we pull it out of the oven and he just busted up laughing. And he's like, it looks like a butt, you know, and he was just having a great time. And I was like, well, yeah, it kind of does. And so their joke became, you know, like, don't be a butt, set yourself apart. But because of that, that has stuck. And even, you know, a year later, they're still remembering that because it made a meaningful moment. So when you're in the kitchen together, you're engaging in conversation in a safe way. You know, it doesn't feel like a lot of pressure. Like you're looking directly at them and saying, tell me all your secrets, you know, like it's just conversational. And so when you're able to do that, it makes it so much more fun and meaningful. And that's really what the book is about, is about helping families to grow their faith together and to cultivate that character that we all want so that we can show Christ in every day. And I love how your recipes
0: are object lessons because kids love, I mean, that helps them so much be able to understand these, these really hard concepts. Sometimes they're so philosophical or whatever. They're like, that doesn't make sense. But when you, you can see it concretely, that's super helpful for kids. What ages would you say this is made for?
1: Yeah, so this is really made for kind of that preschool through I would say 12 or 13 really like it you can get your older teens involved. And I've had families go through with toddlers, the toddlers is a little bit more chaotic, but doable. Um, So it's really designed for that sort of a middle age. So lots of range and depending on the kids ages in that obviously, they might engage more in the conversation or in different ways. But all the family activities are made so that all of those ages can participate and have fun together.
0: And do you, and you said there's one character trait per week. So how do you envision, I know there's like probably not a rigid, like do it this way, but how do you envision families using that? Like one day they're baking one day they're like, is it split up a certain way? You
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's definitely lots of flexibility, obviously with your family, but like for me, when I'd start the week, I would read the devotion and then I would say, okay, this is a family activity. And I like doing the family activities first, but you could do the baking recipe first too. So you do the activity one day. And if you're wanting to do the baking recipe, both of them are short enough, you could do it certainly all in one day, or you could break it up in a couple days later, or the next day you could do the baking activity as well. And it's also set up so it's not, each chapter doesn't have to be done in order. So let's say your kid is really struggling with kindness, you just flip open to the kindness chapter and you can right there that day say, okay, you know, this is something we need to revisit we need to go back to this or if you're like man that chocolate cake looks amazing you can flip to that chapter and say all right we are going to talk about this character trait today
0: so do you have some favorite memories of your own family faith building that you can
1: share with us well definitely one of my favorites is the one I mentioned as far as the set apart butt thing I don't know that just stuck my son has a very infectious giggle and so when you can get him to just Roll on the floor, laughing like that. it's always a treat. Um, but I think just seeing my kids make those connections and hearing them with their friends kind of repeat those those same things or demonstrating those character traits so well, even at a young age, and recognizing that it's it's a model of something that Jesus would do. I think all of those times are really super fun to have that and then we love the recipes my kids love even we have a a grandma she's an adopted grandma here in Arizona um, because our family's all back in Idaho but she watches our kids sometimes and they love to pull out the book together and they make recipes from the book. So I love coming back and picking them up and hearing about their times together and seeing that, you know, whether you're mom or grandma or whoever and aunt, you know, you can really do these things and still make beautiful memories. That's a cool idea,
0: actually, for grandparents to use this as their time with their grandkids. I like that.
1: Absolutely, especially because a lot of grandparents, even if, you know, your children aren't walking in the faith yet, you have this opportunity with your grandkids. And I know a lot of grandparents that really want to bless their grandkids and don't know how necessarily, right? Like, again, it can come off kind of like a preaching at your kid instead of, but when you pull this book out and you're engaging in these activities, suddenly it really is about just fun times with grandma and grandpa that also are Bible-based and also building character.
0: Mm -hmm. so do you have a favorite recipe also in the book
1: oh man I have so many favorite recipes I would say if I had to pick my all-time favorite that I've made the most is probably the pure pumpkin cake with leadership at week 36 because it's like a one bowl super quick sheet cake recipe and it's gluten-free and so I take it to parties all the time and people just love it and yeah it's like so quick to whip up that it's ridiculous that they love it so much, but I love it too. My family loves it. So that's probably my favorite, but we do like the chocolate don't poke holes in me cake when we talk about how our words can impact people. Cause that's got caramel and whipped cream and toffee and it's just delicious. So I'll have to check those out.
0: So what do you think you would say to the mom listening right now who is really struggling with, okay, I have, I want to be discipling my kids. Where do I start? Is, or we even talked about, is it too late to start? You know, maybe they haven't really been taking it seriously. What kind of um, encouragement or advice would you give that mom?
1: Absolutely. Well, first I'd say it's never too late to start. You can choose today to do one thing. You know, you can just build that conversation. And I really encourage starting in the kitchen because again, as I said, Sometimes if we sit down, it can feel just like kids can sometimes feel like, am I in trouble or it, it's so serious? But if you're like, hey, let's just bake a treat together and you start the conversation That's really where you grow in your relationship together. You build that heart-to-heart connection, and God is so faithful, and it really just takes a moment for any person to turn their heart to the Lord. And so you just want to create those opportunities for them to see a glimpse of God moving and share Your heart, you know, I share when I'm struggling and I ask my kids to pray for me, or when we have a big decision, we pray together as a family. And then as God moves in that situation, we celebrate, you know, and we build stones of remembrance. We'll talk about it or do something to remember that He did, write it in a journal. Um, But you can really just start now and do any little thing because nothing is wasted, right? The Bible tells us that His word doesn't return void. And so every seed we plant is going to produce fruit. Mm-hmm.
0: I think you're right, too. Um, being transparent and authentic with our kids, like we are still sinners struggling with these things, too. I think that is important, and that is what sets apart a kid who sees the hypocrisy of his parents. Like, we go to church, but then we're totally, we switch it off when we're home, right? So have you seen that kind of dynamic, too, where, you know, like the kids really, you can tell if your parents are, are really wanting the same spiritual growth.
1: Absolutely. You definitely see it. And it matters what we do. You know, our kids are very perceptive, especially because they're so in tune with us that they see if we smile and say something nice at church to somebody, and then we come home and we're saying something different about that person, or, you know, we, yeah, we, we put on our nice clothes Sunday and act one way, and then we come home and we're cussing and mean and, you know, just whatever. And Jesus never shows up again until Sunday when we go back to church. That's very confusing. They don't know, okay, so is Jesus just at church? Is this just something we do because everybody's doing it? Kind of like, you know, whatever. And so you really do have to say, you have to Weave Jesus into everything and homeschooling makes that easy, right? You go on a walk and you can just say, wow, look at the beautiful sunset God is painting. Oh, let's stop and smell this flowers. Isn't it amazing how many different species of animals and insects there are? And God is so amazing. And yet, did you know that he, you know, he knows the number of hairs on your head? Do you know how many hairs are on your head? I mean, you can just naturally weave your faith into your conversations in those ways and show them that. God is everywhere, you know, and everything points to him and he desires relationship with us.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, now, Katie, you also were mentioning, and we're going to link to this in the show notes. You have, tell us about the free family faith building bundle that we're going to send everyone to.
1: Yeah, so when I wrote the book, I actually created a free family faith building bundle. It's got 140 pages. It's just a digital download, but it's got all sorts of resources to help make family faith building fun and easy. So a lot of the activities go along like one chapter. We talk about making joy goggles. And so I have a little craft where you can cut out and make joy goggles. Um, It's got an extra devotion on being grateful that's not in the book. So you can get kind of a little sample of the book and it still has a recipe and all of those features in it. It's also got homeschool helps, like a worksheet to help you plan your homeschool year in a really big way of saying like, why are we homeschooling and and, and all of those things. And so it's just filled with lots of fun resources. It's got grow your faith bingo and Bible charades and just fun, easy ways to connect and grow your faith as a family.
0: Awesome. So we will put the link to that in the show notes. And then as we wrap up here, do you want to just let us know where else moms can find you online if they want to connect?
1: Yeah, I love connecting with moms. You can find me at kdjtrent.com. And I'm on all the social media sites at kdjtrent as well. Though on Pinterest, it's grow your faith because apparently there was another KDJ Trent. <laughs> but uh, definitely love to see you. And if you have the book, I love to see you interacting. So you can just tag me at kdjtrent or hashtag dishing up devotions. It's always fun to see different families doing fun things with it. Oh, and I was, you know, I'm going to ask you
0: another question because I forgot I wanted to ask you this. So like, have you heard stories from families who've used your book and like, Like, have a really cool, um, you know, feedback for you, like, oh, this happened, or have you, can, is there anything you can share with us as far as feedback?
1: Yeah. So, I would say probably the most exciting thing about writing the book, you know, it came out in November. And over the past, you know, five months, I've heard so many testimonies of families who are just loving it, even families that don't homeschool. Um, But one thing that was really fun is a family posted pictures. They did the treasure hunt. We talk about letting Jesus be Lord of your life and how he's got to lead you step by step. And so, There's a treasure hunt, and you're making Pirate's Booty. But this mom, like she's a Pinterest mom, and she went all out, and so she had – Pirates garb on, and so I just got to see those pictures, and she just shared how much of an impact it made on her kids, and what beautiful memories that was. So that's something off the top of my head that really stuck with me because uh, she went above and beyond. And I I call myself a Pinterest dropout. I am not that mom. I'm not the super fun mom. I'm not the super cool mom. And so these activities in the book really are simple, and you don't have to do a lot of crafty things or you know have a lot of time. And so that stuck out to me obviously because I was like oh she's a Pinterest mom for sure (laughs) she's great great.
0: so it can work for any kind of mom basically you can go crazy with it or you can keep it simple (laughs) exactly yeah that's the best that's the best Katie thank you for sharing your wisdom and encouragement I hope moms will check out your book and we'll link to everything in the show notes so thanks for taking time with us today
1: thank you so much it was so fun
0: I hope you are encouraged by this conversation today with Katie, that even if you haven't started or been intentional with your discipleship in your home, it's never too late to start. So make sure you go over to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 159, and we'll link to Katie's book and Katie's site, and also the free family faith building bundle that she has available. So head on over to the show notes, check all those things out. Be encouraged today that it's never too late to start. As always, thanks for joining us. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.